black preachers who are, are racist in their hearts. Uh, they, are, they are not called by God, but they've been called by their mama. The Jesse Lee Peterson Show is the only program in existence which deals straight up with black Americans. So-called civil rights leaders want them angry, dumbed down, and demoralized. It's not the leaders that blacks need, but good fathers and mothers. Welcome to the show. My name is Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate the emails and phone calls and letters that I receive. Also, some of you who send donations to help run the, my nonprofit organization, Bond. I want to say thanks to that. What we're going to start doing, we're not doing it on this, seri this series, but we're going to start reading some of the emails that we receive from you. So if you'd like to email us or, or suggest someone for this show, you know, let me know about it. Let us hear from you. We're going to be giving out the information as to how you can get in contact with me at the end of this program and each and every program that we present to you. Uh, for those who are just tuning in for the first time, you never heard of Jesse Lee Peterson, I host a, uh, 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 this TV show, the Jesse Lee Peterson Show, here on a weekly basis. I host a national radio call-in talk show with uh, Information Radio Network, IRN, Monday through Friday. Also run a nonprofit organization called Bond, the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. And our purpose is to rebuild the family by rebuilding the man. I, uh, I, without a doubt, I don't believe that black Americans are suffering due to racism, but the lack of moral character. Uh, we have a home for young men from the age of eight, uh, 13 to about 25. We show these boys how to overcome their anger uh, stop hating themselves and others and move on with life. They have to work. We also deal with um, people like Jesse Jackson and um, Louis Farrakhan, Al Sharpton, the NAACP and others, and most of the black preachers who are not called by God but by their mama. Most of the preachers have no clue as to what's going on in life. Um, uh, the NAACP, for example. Also, I have a brand new book out. I need to mention that called SCAM, S-C-A-M, uh, SCAM, How the Black Leadership Exploits Black America. You can get it at all of the local bookstores, Amazon.com, or come down to Primetime Christian Bookstore and purchase a copy of SCAM. It's for everybody. The NAACP, we have a, a, my organization, Bond, we have an ongoing boycott of the NAACP for the last two to three years or so. Uh, and the reason that we are boycotting the NAACP is because they are registered as a nonprofit organization with the intent, a social organization with the intent of bringing black people up to a higher standard. But instead, they are operating as a political pawn for the liberal, elite, white, racist Democratic Party. Uh, the Democratic Party, uh, for the most part, uh, represents evil, for the lack of a better word. The platform is evil in that they support abortion on demand, same-sex marriages, homosexuality. They're anti-military. Uh, they don't want God uh, being taught in the schools, uh, in the uh, justice systems and courthouses and things like that. Um, they manage to take the fathers out of the home, especially the black fathers. 
and uh, within the black community, abortion and homosexuality, everything is out of control. And yet, the NAACP um, refused to deal with those issues. They are driving around the country looking for things to accuse white Americans of, you know, the Confederate flag or they, they're fighting for affirmative action, reparations, all the things that hurts America rather than the, uh, uniting America. It divides the country rather than bringing it together. So what we're asking is for all of the members of the NAACP and those who support the NAACP in any form or fashion to stop doing it until they explain what they're about. Until they say, well, we're not a, an organization to help black America to overcome, but we're a political pawn for the Democratic Party. Until then, the boycott will stay on uh, the NAACP. The head of the NAACP, Kwasi Infume, has fathered five children out of wedlock by three different women. He's never married any of those women. Uh, he's not going to deal with the moral issues of black America. And the reason that the moral issues are so important, I have to tell you this. If America were to say to black folks, all right, black Americans, we're sorry for what we've done to you. So what we're going to do is pack up our bags and we're going to leave. We're not even pack our bags. We're just going to leave. You can have this country. You can have all the banks. You can have all of the, uh, the money in the banks. You can have everything. We're just going to leave and go back to wherever white folks came from. Uh, in 10 years, America would be a ghetto. The United States of America would become a ghetto. Uh, and it's because it's not due to the lack of physical things that blacks are lacking. It's a lack of moral character, the love of goodness, the love of God, the love of righteousness. Uh, and if anybody doubt me, I can hear people go, oh, this man is crazy. He's just an Uncle Tom. Look at uh, all of the inner cities. I, I don't know of one that is predominantly ran by black people. City councils are black, mayors are black, everybody in the mama is black. The inner cities are out of control. So my question is, if black people are, are, are capable of doing what's right, they can do it, but they won't, why is it that these cities are out of control? And why is it that the NWCP is not outraged about it? It is because they want black Americans dumbed down, demoralized, angry, and out of control. And the reason that they want that is because it gives them power and a lot of government money. So the boycott is on. And we're going to be giving out our website so you can get more information about it. But I want all of the American people, both black and white, Hispanics or Mexicans or Japanese or whatever you are, I want you to not to support the NAACP, because by supporting them, you're hurting yourself. I also have a lawsuit, um, and thank God, it looked like I'm finally going to get justice or receive justice. We're starting to trial the oral uh, uh, remarks in February, February 26th of this year, 2004. Um, long story short, as you know, Justice Jackson has been going around the country in the past intimidating white corporate Americans, uh, calling them racist, you know, saying that they're not employing enough blacks or whatever he uses. White Americans give in to him. He ended up getting the money, and the people are not being helped. Well, he threatened Toyota, Toyota Motors in the same manner, uh, accused them of being a racist. Toyota 
um, caved in. There was a meeting in L.A., and we were in, invited to this meeting. Uh, I went, almost did not go, I almost did not go, but I went anyway, and Jesse Jackson was there and others. Long story short again, because after trial go on, you'll hear more about it. Um, Jesse Jackson gets up and talk about his organization. Um, uh, the guy from Toyota got up and did about a 20-minute presentation about how they're going to be spending this money in the black community. I uh, raised my hand for during the questions and answer period. There were about 200 or so black people there, the NWCP and other preachers were there. Um, and I said to the man from Toyota, can we go directly to you? I told him about my home for boys. We've been around for 13 years or so. We don't get money from, uh, we don't get money from the government. We've never asked for a dime from the government. We're doing it the American way. And I said, is there any way we could go to you without having to go through Jesse Jackson or anyone that's connected with him? And when I said that, all hell broke loose. They were screaming and yelling, calling me nigger and Uncle Tom and telling me to sit down. Judge Gray Mathis was there, a black judge. You may have seen his TV show. Screaming at me, where's O'Reilly? Where, uh, oh, sit down, you've been watching too much O'Reilly. And people just yelling at me, threatening me. Jesse Jackson goes back up to the podium and he says that, Black Americans are, I mean, black conservatives are parasites. And whenever I shake the tree and the fruits fall to the ground, they're there to pick them up. And people applauded, amen. Black people love to praise the Lord on some of the worst stuff I've ever seen. But they love, they praise him on rap music, it doesn't matter, whatever. Um, and the meeting finally ended. I was physically attacked by Jesse Jackson's son, Jonathan Jackson and others. And... Uh, People gathered around me, threatening to just take me out. I filed a lawsuit, and we're finally going to court. And we're going to make sure that you know about this. We're going to update you as we move forward with this trial. And the reason I mentioned Jesse Jackson is because for the last 40 years or so, he's been able to intimidate America. You know, he's been able to use one word to control white Americans. And that word is racism. Whenever white people disagree with black folks, you're a racist. They, he says that if you disagree with affirmative action or uh, welfare or whatever, you're a racist. So white people have cowered down for fear of being called a racist. And I want white Americans to understand that this man, Jesse Jackson, uh, cheated on his wife, took his woman to the White House under the pretense of Counselor Bill Clinton who had cheated on his wife, he had a baby with that woman, I want you to understand that Jesse Jackson is not a good man. He's an evil man. And I hear people saying, don't judge, don't judge. As a man of God, a man who believes in God, we and women who believes in God, we have a responsibility to judge, to discern, to, to recognize evil. Because if you don't recognize evil and deal with it, it's going to overtake you. And so this whole idea about not judging, that's a worldly idea. That idea has come from people who are doing wrong and don't want you to point it out. They say, don't judge me. You know, I have a right to do what I want. Yes, you do, but I also have a right to disagree with it. And so that idea is now has been passed on to the Christians. And Christians who are guilty of sinning, whatever the sin is, their sin is, they would say, don't judge me. And the reason they don't want you to judge them because they don't want you to point out that they're wrong. It's like growing up in a household when the parents are wrong 
and the parents tell you, don't speak up to me, don't disagree because I'm the parent. You have no right to point out my problem. And it's because parents don't, some parents don't want to admit that they're wrong. So they'd rather send you to hell before they admit that they're wrong. And you end up resenting them, and as soon as you resent them, you become like what you hate. So Jesse Jackson is a wicked man. And if white Americans and blacks alike don't join forces together and deal with this man, we're going to pay a price. And I must tell you that uh, for the last 13 to 14 years, we have been dealing with him. We just had our fifth annual National Day of Repudiation of Jesse Jackson, where we had a big rally in front of his Rainbow Push office in L.A. And for the last five years, we've been exposing this man because the media has protected him. The liberal press protect, has protected Jesse Jackson for the last 30 years or so. Black Americans, some of them are afraid to speak up for fear of being called nigger, Uncle Tom, and sellout. So he's been allowed to get away with it. This man can walk into the average black church and get a standard ovation. Standard ovation. Rather than repudiating or rebuking him. But because we have taken a stand, he doesn't have the same control that he's had in the past. I, I get letters and phone calls and emails from white Americans and blacks and others who say, you know what? Thank you. I now have the courage to stand up. I don't care what they call me. I don't mind being called a racist or a nigger or Uncle Tom. What you have to realize, people, is that as men and women of God, God is in us and he works through us. We're supposed to become the light of the world, the salt of the earth. So if we are the light of the world and we are afraid to speak up to evil people, how would the light shine? How would those who are lost find their way? We must realize, also realize that we're in the greatest country in the world. There is none like it. America is everybody and their mama trying to come here. We can't even keep the borders closed. Uh, illegals are coming in. People are trying to come here. And they're coming here because we're the greatest nation in the world. If we were not, they would not come here. They would go somewhere else or go to wherever the greatest nation is. And there are people in our country, both black and white, who hate America. They hate what it stands for. They hate God. They hate good. They hate uh, the flag. They hate everything that's good. And those people are working to destroy the nation. And they come in all colors. One thing about evil, just as with good, it doesn't care what color you are. You know, it'll work through whoever, whomever allows it to work through it. There's this idea in the black community that if you're black, you can't be a racist. That's not true. That's, just, that's, a, that's another lie that's been told to black people by their so-called leaders, the preachers and the politicians, so that you won't look at yourself. White Americans have looked at themselves and they see that they, some of them, that they are racist. They're overcoming. But if blacks don't look at themselves, they will never overcome, and your leaders don't want you to do it. Uh, and this applies to Hispanics, too, because the same thing that has happened to black Americans is now happening to Hispanics. They have so-called leaders telling them how to think and how to act, who to vote for, who not to vote for. They are trying to take over the home and bring in the government and set themselves up as the leader take the man out of the home. And so the same exact thing that has destroyed the blacks and white community is now working on the Hispanic community. We must realize that our battle is spiritual. It is good versus evil. Everything that we deal with in life is spiritual. 
The moment you open your eyes, and probably sometime when you're sleeping, you deal with spiritual. The Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spirits and principalities in high places. But when you are spiritually blinded, you can only see with your physical eyes, and you deal with things in a physical manner. You end up getting wiped out. You cannot win trying to fight a battle in a physical sense. There are physical battles, such as in Iraq and other places, but we have to deal spiritually, because if we don't, people, uh, we're going to lose. We're going to lose this country. We're already losing our families. The average black man today hate work. He doesn't like to work. He looks to the woman to take care of him. He looks to the government to take care of him. He looks to the, uh, his leaders to think for him, tell him how to vote. He's not thinking for himself. So if white Americans don't wake up, it's going to happen to them. Excuse me. It's going to happen to them. Uh, Hispanics. It's happening to Hispanics already. And it's happening to a white community, too, because if you notice, the attack is on the white man. They call him a racist. They say he hates women. They say he want to control everything. What they're trying to do is to turn him, his family, away from him, just as they have, as they have done with the black family. And when they turn them away, they're going to bring in the government, and it is over. It is over. We need less government, more parents. We need less government, uh, more independence. We need less government, more work. We need less government. We need better education. You know, I've often said that you will have to be blind, blind, crippled, and crazy to send your child to a public school today. Really, you literally have to wake up in the morning and think to yourself, you know, I, I really hate my children. How can I punish them? Or oh, I'll just send them off to school. They're teaching the children uh, how to have sex. They even use bananas and things to demonstrate how to do it. They're teaching the boys and girls that homosexuality is normal. In Los Angeles, California, where I'm from, there's a program called Project 10. And it's been in the public school system for the last 12 to 13 years. And it's a homosexual program that has taught boys and girls that homosexuality is normal. And now some of the boys and girls are graduating from this school, this school, and they are convinced that it's okay to have sex with boys, on boys, girls and girls, or go both ways, and they don't see anything wrong with it. <laughs> because the parents are not there to say this is wrong, most parents don't even know it's being taught, and the boys and girls have no one to correct a wrong. This is why uh, we must reunite the families. Men must turn back to God, go back to their proper order, proper state of being. They must look to God for love and no one else or anything else. They must allow God to work through them so that they can get married and guide their wives and children in the right way to go by example. And it doesn't mean that the man is better than the woman, and it doesn't mean that the woman is less than the man. It just it is a spiritual order, uh, and unless we bring that back, nothing else is going to be, uh, you know, reestablish um, unity in our country, in this great country. I'm a proud American. I'm glad to be an American, but we got to stand up for what is right. When I read the history of the founding fathers of this country, I, I love the fact that they were guided by God, and they went through things that we can't even imagine having to deal with. But because of the love of truth and the love of righteousness, they stood and they built a great nation. 
we'll lose in that nation because we're falling away from righteousness. We have to stand before it's too late. We have election time coming up right now. And I have to tell you, this year is a critical year. The decisions that you make will affect your whole life, maybe until death do you part. But you must have an uh, uh, inner eye open. You, know, you, you must see what's going on around you rather than just falling for what you hear. Because Democrats are desperate to regain power, and the Republicans are desperate to maintain power. So you have to be able to determine the truth. But we must stand up against racism, no matter what the color may be. And in today's society, most blacks, not all, but most are racist. They are racist toward white America. That's why when you look around their community, they're not able to take care of themselves because they're blinded by their own anger and manipulated by their leadership who brings on this anger and encourages this type of anger. I, uh, I have to tell you, you have to go to my website at uh, bondinfo.org and just read uh, the story of some of the young men and women of whom we have helped. And you would see that their problems did not come from racism. It came from not having good fathers. Some of these boys are, are coming out of foster homes. Some of them have never known their fathers. Some of them have never known their mothers or their fathers or mothers. And, and they have just raised themselves. And they are angry about that. When you don't have a good father to love, to guide you, you grow up empty. Empty. You know, you may gain a lot of money and power but you are still empty. And that emptiness is coming from not loving your fathers, not loving your dad. You know, I don't care what. He could be in the home, and if you don't love him, you suffer. You must love your father. You must stand up against evil. You must appreciate what we have. And it's not enough to just study the Bible. You know, a lot of people tell me, oh, I study the Bible. I read the Bible. It's, that's not enough. It's not enough to just go to church every day and night. It's not enough to hoop and holler and pray. You gotta take a stand. You know, you gotta, you gotta take a, a stand. You gotta step out so God can work through you. By just going to church and reading the Bible and talking about God, it's a waste of time. No one cares. And as a matter of fact, the devil is happy that you're doing that. Satan has made a promise in his heart that he's going to deceive every man, woman, and child. And he's doing a job of that, hell of a job, for lack of a better word, a hell of a job. And what I mean by hell, he's convincing people in hell. He's convincing Christians that all you have to do is just pray. All you have to do is just read the Bible. That's not enough. You've got to take an action. As a matter of fact, one of the signs, not the only one, but one of the evidence of being born again is that you deal with the world in a different fashion. You know, you're not afraid to stand up. You're not afraid to tell the truth. You understand, and you can see that by telling the truth, the, the hearer has a chance to overcome. You're not afraid of being called names. I've been called nigger, uncontrolled, and sell. I have my phone tapped, all kind of things. But I'm not afraid of that. And I don't, I'm not ready to die. I want to live a long life. But I, I'd rather die standing and fighting for truth than to cow down to a bunch of uh, wicked people who love evil, who hunger and thirst after power. And we're committed to doing that at Bond. I'm committed to doing that. I get letters from phone calls and emails from Americans of all races and colors and males and, male and females who says, thank you. 
Jesse Lee Peterson for being uh, brave enough to stand up. And because of that, I'm standing up. And just as I can do it, you can do it too. I have to tell you, I grew up without a father. I know what it is to, be, uh, to have fear and doubt and envy. Uh, I know what it is to not know your purpose in life. And uh, in the next segment, I'm going to talk about that a little more. But it wasn't until I took control of my own life that I started to examine myself. And it wasn't until I forgave my parents first that um, I was able to overcome my fears and doubts and worries and insecurity. When I forgave my parents first, my mother, it was the hardest for me to deal with her, but when I forgave my parents, and I had read the Bible, I mean, if you see my Bible, it's beautiful colors. Red, green, and yellow. You know, I have all those markers, things. And I got all kind of notes in my Bible, you know, from what the preacher said, right? It didn't help me. It did not help me. I had a head full of knowledge, but no understanding. And knowledge without understanding is a waste, a waste of time. But it wasn't until I forgave, and God forgave me, set me free, took away my fears, took away the doubt, took away the emptiness, took away the worry, and, and set me free. He gave me perfect peace. Fourteen years have gone by, and I still have it. And amazing things have happened in my life since those times. I found my purpose in life, or my purpose found me. Uh, the things I do in life now is what I was born to do, created for my purpose in life. And I have no doubt about it. And I would do it free, most of the time I do, because I, I can't help myself. And when you get rid of your anger, when you forgive yourself and others, then your purpose will find you. And it's not going to happen as long as you have fear, I mean resentment. When you have resentment, the light can't shine through the darkness. But the moment you let it go, your purpose will find you, and you'll be on your way. I want to encourage you to write me. If you have any disagreement with what you hear, what I've said, or if you'd like to come on this show and discuss it, uh, it doesn't matter what color you are, male or female, how old you are. We, want, we invite you on this show because I like to get an understanding. I like to hear your point of view. So let, let me hear from you. The address and stuff will be presented to you at the end of this program. Write it down. Give me a call. Give me an email. I'd like to have you on the Jesse Lee Peterson Show right here on Primetime Christian Broadcast, God's Learning Channel, the, the most powerful station in the nation. We reveal the lie so you can teach the truth, uniting the races uh, with truth instead of dividing it with lies, and it's so important. Have a good one. My name is Jesse Lee Peterson. I'm founder and president of a nonprofit organization, BOND, the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. And our purpose is to rebuild the family by rebuilding the man. You can reach us at 1-800-411-2663, 1-800-411-2663, or, or at our website, www dot bondinfo dot org b-o-n-d-i-n-f-o dot o-r-g we're 13 years old we're not a uh, governmental organization we're a private nonprofit organization 
And I believe in the perfect order of God and Christ, Christ and man, man over woman, and woman over children. It is a spiritual battle that we're fighting. Not blacks against whites or whites against blacks, but good versus evil, right versus wrong. I'm committed to rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. For an audio or video copy of this program, please call or write the address on the screen. Please include the program number when ordering.